I'm Amber Tresca, and this is About IBD. I'm a medical writer and patient educator who lives with a J-pouch due to ulcerative colitis. It's my mission to educate people living with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis about their disease and to bring awareness to the patient journey. Welcome to episode 140. Being diagnosed with a chronic condition is a lot to take in. The condition winds up affecting every part of our lives, including school, career, finances, and all of our relationships. What can help is learning to accept how living with these conditions affect our lives. Acceptance doesn't mean giving up though, but it does mean that we may need to achieve our goals in a different way. My guest is Malvika Buasunder. Like many of us, Malvika's life was upended when she was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. She wound up putting many of her goals aside for a time until she got the disease under control. What was surprising to her was that she worked so hard to achieve remission, but it didn't turn out to be what she expected. She describes her diagnosis journey, including why she had to change doctors, and how her time as a fellow with the nonprofit patient organization, the Crohn's and Colitis Young Adults Network, helped her to find her footing and get back to her life. Hello, Malvika. Thank you so much for coming on about IBD. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a great opportunity and I'm super excited for this. Oh, me too. Me too. (laughs) Okay. So let's first begin with some introductions. So I wonder if you would uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, sure. So as you all know, my name is Malvika. My pronouns are she, her. So currently I'm in training to become a psychologist. So that's great. And to speak more about my IBD journey, uh, well, I've been having Crohn's since 2016. So that was right about the time I got into university. I've been having it since then. And it's been a journey of ups and downs, flares, remission, all that together. And yeah, here we are right now. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I've uh, read some of your writing, so I'm excited to learn more about your your journey because you've clearly thought very deeply about some of the concepts surrounding IBD. Yes. So, but let's first start talking about your diagnosis, mm-hmm. how that all started for you and what that was like to to be diagnosed and maybe a little bit about where you were diagnosed. Okay. So, um, I was diagnosed in 2016, around November, December. But I started noticing the symptoms early around uh, March, April. And that was when I was having my examinations going on. So everybody just dismissed it as stress. And, you know, I was losing weight and having these symptoms because of stress. Mm -hmm. But then when the weight loss was really unexplainable, we decided to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. But I was initially diagnosed with anemia. So they were like, you have an iron deficiency. That's why you're losing weight, nothing else. And they gave me a bunch of iron tablets, which aggravated my symptom, which I know now, Mm -hmm. not then, because as we know, iron tablets really hurts your stomach if you have Crohn's or weak stomach in general. So this was around May when I was diagnosed with anemia and then the weight loss was just not stopping and I started to get Mm. pain, you know, frequent diarrhea and all that. So then we changed the doctor. We went to another GP and this time I was diagnosed with amoebiasis. So still not IBD, something else completely. And it's when the doctor decided, let's just do an ultrasound to see if things are all right. He noticed a severe inflammation. That is when uh, he decided, you know, we should send it to a gastroenterologist. And this was around November when I went to the gastro, had a colonoscopy and all done. Got the official diagnosis of IBD. 
but not crohn's it was ulcerative colitis at that time that's what i was diagnosed oh. with yeah so this all happened in dubai because i have been living in dubai my entire life so yeah mm-hmm. this was my diagnosis journey and then you have had surgery i know because mm-hmm. from reading your writings mm-hmm. was that the only surgery can you tell me a little bit about what happened there yeah sure so i had the surgery only in 2021 so i went 5 years without surgery because mm-hmm. initially my symptoms you know once i started treatment for crohn's it was a bit under control i mean i wasn't gaining weight as much but there was no pain all that had reduced but suddenly in 2020 my health got really bad mm. like it was double the amount of pain the weight loss was again severe you know i couldn't get up mm. i couldn't get out of bed it was that bad so then when they did a ct scan they noticed an obstruction in the right side of my ileum so okay. and at that point i was only on tablets i was not on biologics or anything because that was a different doctor you know that's a different story altogether he did not believe in the concept of biologics so oh. i did yeah so <laughs> that was something which would have prevented my condition from becoming severe but no mm. it prolonged to that so i had a right hemicolectomy uh, laparoscopic surgery in 2021 and since then i've been in remission so i guess the surgery was a great decision that we took mhm So it was helpful and Yes. What treatment did you go back on? Did you go back on oral treatment or did somebody finally say it's time for a biologic? Yeah, so when we changed the doctor, so we changed this mm-hmm. around um beginning I think Jan of 2021. So he said let let's start with the biologics and I was on infliximab mm-hmm. remicade. Mm-hmm. And he was let's start with it and see how it improves your symptoms then maybe we might not have to go with surgery at all okay so good news is remicade was working for me it was working great but the obstruction was still quite severe mm-hmm. so he decided let's get the surgery done because you know you will get your symptoms will be relieved faster than just relying on remicade mm-hmm. so after that i have gone back to remicade that's the only medication i am on now no oral medication mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anymore it's just remicade right and so all right you did achieve remission after that surgery but you have written about how remission didn't quite turn out to exactly be maybe what you thought it should be or maybe i should say what other people thought it should be can you talk about why you found remission to be complicated yeah so um it's because you know people would think or you would think when you're in remission you just be happy you know everything is going to be great but that's not the case because now i'm in remission but i'm always scared what if the flare up happens again mm. you know you always have that thought and that does not let you be happy and despite being in remission there's a lot that i've lost because i got diagnosed during my young adult days mm-hmm. so it was this whole new whole period of my life when i was supposed to be out there enjoying i couldn't because i was sick mm-hmm. so now into my adulthood that i achieved remission that's great now i get focus on my career but then again i look back at the time that i've lost and there's nothing making up for it you know lost mm. time is lost time and due to something that's not even in our control you know so all that makes the remission very bittersweet because yes i am happy i've achieved remission not everybody gets that but each day you know like a slight stomach pain which could be because of anything automatically your mind goes to oh my god it's the flare up mm. you know oh my god it's happening again and even in remission i don't have the energy as someone without a chronic illness would have 
so certain things does take a lot of toll on my body so you know i still have to be careful about what i do and what i don't mm. and then again the journey with food even if you are in remission you cannot just eat whatever you want you have to be very careful so all that just makes me think am i really in remission because <laughs> if each day i'm going to be living as if you know what if it comes back then you know that's why it feels very bittersweet for me the remission but others don't seem to understand that they would always think mm. okay you are fine now you know they say you're cured but they don't really understand that crohn's is not curable and you know there's something i have to deal with throughout so even all those comments from other people just makes it really difficult yeah so for anyone listening <laughs> Malvika made the made the little air quotes for cured because <laughs> yes. as we all know it doesn't really work that way for us unfortunately yeah. Is there anything that you do for yourself if you're you're anticipating things to get bad again for mm-hmm. yourself and for symptoms to come back? Do you have any ways that you cope with that either in the moment, say mm-hmm. if you're out with your friends or something or anything that you do sort of long term to cope with the idea that the disease may come back again? So in the moment I surround myself with people who are well aware of my journey mm. with this who are understanding of that and you know who I know I can lean on with these fears and they're not going to dismiss it as something that this girl is crazy why is she thinking all these things so in the moment I make sure to surround myself with such people and I am very open about my journey with Crohn's the diagnosis and you know ev- everybody near me knows about this so there's nothing that I hide Mm. because in case i do have a flare up i know these people will be there to help me mm-hmm. but in the long term since i'm from the field of mental health i do suggest like therapy i have been in therapy you know to uh, help get rid of this fear you know i feel in the long term that's what really helps being in therapy but also understanding that this is a huge part of your life but the days you feel good enjoy it make the most out of it you know just be and to be kinder to yourself and your body it has been through a lot so if i'm not able to do certain things which others would expect me to i don't guilt myself as much anymore i'm like it's okay i've been through worse now it's okay if i can't do this so just things like that you know helps me get through yeah and so in terms of taking those good days and making the most of them you've lost time as you've said and that's something that you can't get back but do you find yourself trying do you find yourself maybe trying to make up for that lost time in maybe travel or doing other things maybe um with your friends or with your studies yeah actually i did so after all this now that i'm working i make the most out of it i have made mm-hmm. great friends at work i go out with them frequently you know so i'm making up and i'm doing things that a 16 year old malvika would have done because i'm like it's okay <laughs> you know there's no harm in it i didn't get to do it then let's do it now and yeah i just do that and i went abroad to study which was great you know although this was in 2019 before the um surgery but i was still relatively doing better in 2019 so i enjoyed my life abroad so i just did mm-hmm. things like that yeah so it's really incredible to talk to you and learn about the journey that you've made mentally 
with your IBD. So I'd like to hear more, though, about acceptance, because that's another Mm -hmm. topic that you've Mm -hmm. written on. And I don't see too much on this in the community, at least Mm -hmm. not from patients. Mm -hmm. So tell me about acceptance and how you've come around to accepting your life with Crohn's disease and, and what that looks like for you. So um, when I first got the diagnosis of Crohn's, to be honest, we did not know what that meant. We had never heard mm. of this before. And there's no awareness about it in UAE. Like in Dubai, you don't know much about Crohn's. Mm-hmm. So at first we were like, what are you, what is this? Like for us, anything serious, we associate that with cancer. Oh. So automatically my question was, is this cancerous? Like, does this mean like I'm going to die? Is that what this means? So he was like, no, it's not like life-threatening, but this is something you have to deal with your entire life. So that was something which took me a really long time to accept because having an illness for the rest of your life seems very daunting. And you know, when the doctor said you have these list of medications you have to keep taking throughout your life, it just went back thinking, how is the quality of my life going to be? Mm. You know, if I'm going to rely on medications for my body to be healthy, what exactly is that? Mm -hmm. And also things, you know, when you know you're sick, okay, it's very difficult to make friends. Mm -hmm. So automatically my mind went to, what if I don't make friends at all? Mm. Because who would want to have a sick friend that they can't go out with, you know, and can't do fun things with? So it did take a lot of time to accept this. But then I realized the more I was unaccepting of this, the harder it was making the journey for myself. Mm. I was making this more difficult for me. So I just once I just sat down and I was like, okay, this sucks, I have this, but what can I do to make it better? I can sit and cry about it daily, which is fine, which is completely fine. When you have something like this, it's okay to pity yourself because who nobody else is going to, you have to be kind <laughs> to yourself. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, it's okay. I'm still going to feel bad for myself, but mm-hmm. I have to accept the fact that I have this now. It's not going to go away. I can follow the right treatment. I can do things from my side which can ensure a better quality of life and just accept that. So yeah, it was not an easy journey, but something that needed to be done. Yeah, well, I will say that you did it in, as far as I'm concerned, record time, because it probably took me decades to get to that kind of acceptance. <laughs> so so that's pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, all right, so... Let's talk about the project that you just completed with your co-author, Karina Diaz, and how that all came about, because you based it on your experiences in studying abroad in the UK. So you left Dubai and studied in the UK. I think I know why you decided to to write about this and to make this material available to people in the IBD community. But why don't you tell me about how this all came about? Yeah, sure. So this project was a part of our Crohn's and Colitis Young Adult Network Fellowship that Karina and I, we were paired up for this. Mm. So um, I remember like in 2019, um, not not even 2019, in 2018, when I had started the process of the application and everything, you have to apply a year before the the year you want to start, right? So I did not know what I would do about my Crohn's there. You know, I did not know who should I contact, what should I do regarding this, things like that. And I remember sending and I found out this Crohn's and Colitis Young Adult Network, their page online. And I remember emailing them asking, you know, do you have any resources or can you help me out with 
something like this because I'm completely new to this. I don't know what to do. And they did send me a list of links in UK that, you know, that would help me. Mm -hmm. So that was the only resource I had at that time. And it took me a really long time to find it. That too. Mm. So um, when I did start my university journey, I realized how important something like this is. Even in countries like US, UK, when there's a lot of awareness regarding IBD, if you don't have the necessary materials, especially for students, it, it's really daunting. It's really difficult. You know, living in a new mm. country as it is, is very challenging. But having to go there with an illness, is it makes it 10 times harder. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, when we had to come up with an idea for the project, you know, we both were just like bouncing off each other. And it was Karina who suggested that, why don't we do something based on your experience? You know, so that's how we came up with this and decided to come up with a guide because I've not seen one like this anywhere before. But just, you know, useful resources for students who are planning to study abroad, you know, in the major countries that students would go to and just make their life a bit easier. So we came up with like useful links and organizations in each country few steps that you need to follow before you go to a different country and you know while you are there what you should do and you know certain like checklists that you should have ready before you start your new journeys you know if you're prepared it really takes the toll of you know moving to a new country with an illness so that's how this project came about you know just wanted to use my experience and help others who would be in the same boat as me yeah I think it's amazing I wonder though too because this was a project that you did with the Crohn's and Colitis Young Adults Network, and some people may not be uh, as familiar with it as we are. Can you take a minute and just talk about that and talk about what the fellowship is? Yeah, this network, it helps empowering young adults with IBD, with, uh, you know, uh, useful articles, contents, you know, it helps them find people similar to them who can, you know, share their journey with them, you know, help them out in that they have support groups and a lot of things like that. So each year they have a fellowship where other young adults with IBD, you would apply for that. And through your articles, through your voice, you would help spread awareness and advocate for other young adults who are going to the same journey. So the fun fact is in 2022 is the time they started their international, you know, uh, they started mm -hmm. taking in international applicants as well. Sorry, they did that in 2021. Yeah, but I applied in 2022. So that was the second year they had started taking their international applicants. So I wanted to represent a country like Dubai and India where there's not much awareness and help out people living here, young adults living here with their journey. So they're doing great things and I really recommend anybody with IB to check out their page, you know, the social media handle. They're doing great stuff and they have a lot of awareness. They're very helpful. Yes, I completely agree. How would you say that being in the fellowship and uh, working with the Crohn's and Colitis Young Adults Network has changed your life? It has really changed it for the better because before mm -hmm. this, I had not interacted with anybody else with Crohn's yeah. or IBD. Mm -hmm. I did not know anybody. So seeing this group of people thriving in their life despite having this condition and somebody that I can share my concerns with, talk to, gain insight, that was life-changing. You know, it did not, it helped me feel a part of a community and, you know, like it made me feel like I'm not alone in this. I have people similar mm. in the similar journey because prior to this, I felt very isolated that I'm, I thought I'd be, I'm the only one that has this in the entire world, which is not true, obviously, but that's how you feel. You feel lonely in your mm. journey. 
so mm-hmm. getting to be a part of this community was very empowering for me that's amazing i'm so glad that that resource was available to you and available to other young adults who are living with with an ibd and so on on that note let's uh let's hear about any advice you might have for some young people who live with ibd i think you've already given plenty about uh about maybe letting go of some things mm-hmm. accepting some things living for the moment do you have anything else that you would like to say to to people who are diagnosed young like you were yes the main thing that i would like to say to them is if you feel something is wrong with your body fight for it no matter what anybody else tells you your reports might be fine but you you might know that something is wrong force them to do additional tests you know don't let them convince you that nothing is wrong it's all in your head no sometimes it's okay to stand up for yourself and ask for additional things to be done because it's better to know this early than it becoming you know it just prolonging it and it becoming much more severe than it should have been and you know to always communicate your concerns with the doctor be open with your healthcare team and asking them to be transparent with you as well if there's a certain uh, treatment they feel might work for you they should let you know that it's up to you to decide if you want it or not the doc the healthcare team should not make the decision for you so just stand up and fight for yourself and it also like to say as much as comfortable share about your journey to the people close to you like your social circle your friends it really helps putting things in perspective because let's be honest they don't know what this is so we can't really expect them to be understanding if they also don't know what is going on so it's easy for others to you know help you out if you can open up a little as much as you feel comfortable with to them and also be kind to yourself you know don't get influenced by what others tell you know it's okay to seem lazy but you know what's happening you so it's just be kind to yourself take care you should be a priority not anybody else so just do whatever makes you feel happy at that moment and the days you're not in the flare make the best out of it watch your favorite show eat what suits you and what you love you know but take care of yourself you should be a priority oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's such great advice thank you i felt like you were saying it to me <laughs> so <laughs> even though i was thinking in terms of people in you know in their um in their school career about what your life looks like today. What are you working on now? What do you hope to do next? So, I have shifted from Dubai to India. So, that was a huge change for me. 20 years of living in a country and then moving back mm. to my supposed home country, but Dubai feels more like a home to me. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I've been just tackling that the entire change and you know, starting a new career in a new country for me. But I can say that I've been in remission for 2 years now and no pain no i can eat what i like you know i don't have much uh, you know restrictions right now so what i'd like to say to everyone is this is also possible it's not like you're going to have only pain you know that's what i used to think that i'm never going to get better mm-hmm. this is the only thing mm-hmm. that's left in my life so there is hope for everyone if i got here anybody can because mine was quite severe and i got here so don't lose hope 
you know life is great during remission but it's up to us to make life as great as we want is what i'd say so now my focus i can finally focus on career my hobbies and things like that something that i could not focus on f- for the past 6 years mm. so it's looking great right now for me so well what are some of the hobbies that you do so i really love dancing i was training to become a dancer this indian classical form but i had to stop oh. that during uh, once i got the crohn's diagnosis because i could not oh. so i am yeah. going to be restarting my dance classes and i love swimming i do swimming and then reading these are my hobbies wow so that's a whole other level of acceptance of of change yeah. for you how what was that process like <laughs> so this is something that i used to go on you know give dance performances and things like that it was some it was my passion Mm-hmm. So I never thought there would come a day when I had to stop doing that. Yeah. But now I'm glad that I can start it back again. I won't look at the past now. I'm just glad I can start it back. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really great. Oh, wow, that's going to be wonderful. So what do you do when you go out with your friends? What's a what's a fun night out for you right now? Dancing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Dubai, yes, we do go out for that. But we yeah. all love food. We are major foodies, so we explore new places, and they are very, uh, you know, tolerant about my restrictions. So I Google the menu beforehand, and I see what I can mm. eat and cannot eat. So we go out exploring food. We love movies, so we go out for movies and arcade things like that. I just we go do all that, and of course shopping. I love shopping, so that's another. <laughs> yeah, and it's quite hot in Dubai. That's all you can yeah. do: be indoors and do things indoors. Outdoorsy mm-hmm. stuff only happens in December, so till then you do everything possible indoors. Yeah. So Malvika, it has mm-hmm. been amazing to connect with you and to talk with you today. I really appreciate everything that you're doing for the IBD community, and then also for taking the time out to talk with me today. Can you let everybody know where they can find your work online? Where they can find you online? Sure. So this guide, they can find it online on the Crohn's and Colitis Young Adult Network's website. So in their fellow projects, they can find this on their website, and they can also find this on my LinkedIn. It's under the name Malvika Bhuvan Sundar. That's my LinkedIn handle. So they can find it on that as well. Perfect. And I will put all that information in the show notes and on my website because you're doing such incredible work. I was so. just inspired by your writing and then the fact that you came out with this guide that you co-authored with Karina there really isn't a lot out there as you well yeah. already know about this and so it's it's very much needed so yes. thank you t- for you guys for putting it putting it all together and then for also speaking with me today thank you so much Malvika thank you thank you so much for having me here and it if i can help out anybody who is in the same journey and was where i was few years back it would be great because i had this fellowship you know they this crohn's and colitis young adult network they were this helping hand for me so if i can be there for somebody else that is great that's all that i want hey super listener thanks to malvika buatsunder for taking the time to be interviewed including working out the logistics of recording while in two vastly different time zones. Her journey to acceptance was hard won. She has shared much of it in her writings, which I will include in the show notes. 
Even if you've been living with IBD for some time, or you have been treating people with IBD for many years, I can guarantee you'll benefit from reading about her experiences. Links to her written transcript, everyone's social media handles, and more information on the topics we discussed is in the show notes and on my episode 140 page on aboutibd.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, until next time, I want you to know more about IBD. About IBD is a production of Mal and Tal Enterprises. It is written, produced, and directed by me, Amber Tresca. Mix and sound design is by Mac Cooney. Theme music is from Cooney Studio. Thank <laughs> you.